This is the Fantasy Football Podcast, where we take data and convert it into fantasy success. No bias, no hot takes, only victory. This is the Fantasy Alchemist Podcast, and now your host, Dustin Chandry. Welcome to episode 49 of the Fantasy Alchemist Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Chandry. For today's episode, we will be looking at key observations and trends from around the league in week 14. But before we get started, I want to remind you, you can follow and interact with the show. We are on Twitter at FFAlchemistPod. Now verified, we are at FFAlchemistPod. You can also email the show any questions at FantasyAlchemistPodcast at gmail.com. Now let's start with the New England Patriots who got the win on Thursday night football in Pittsburgh. And I want to spotlight running back Ezekiel Elliott because without Ramondre Stevenson in the lineup, Zeke Elliott played 52 out of 57 snaps. That was 91% snap rate. And more importantly, he had 30 total opportunities in that game. He had 22 carries. He had eight targets. No other running back even stepped on the field. He was a true definition of a workhorse running back on Thursday night. Now, only 12 other instances this season has a running back had at least 30 opportunities in a game. On top of that, Zeke caught seven of eight targets for 72 yards and a touchdown with another 68 rushing yards. By the way, the eight targets was a team high. Zeke Elliott had a 31% target share. Zeke Elliott finished the week as running back one with 27 fantasy points. And the previous week, he was running back 15 when Stevenson left early in the Week 13 game with an ankle injury. Now, I'm not going to go crazy with my weekly ranking for Zeke. I'm not going to have him inside the top 10, but I think he should be ranked somewhere in the mid-teens. This is still a very pedestrian offense with limited touchdown volume as a team. However, his workhorse role and opportunity volume are more than are more than enough to lock Zeke into your starting lineup as a running back two until Ramondre Stevenson returns. As a side note, with the wide receiver position, due to the injury attrition at that unit group, Patriots receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, he had a season-high 23% target share against Pittsburgh. That was second on the team after Zeke Elliott. He also scored a season-high 13 PPR fantasy points. Over the last two weeks, Colts running back Zach Moss has had this utilization. He has played 121 of 132 snaps. That's 92% snap rate. He had 32 of the 35 running back carries, 91% rush share. He had 63 routes run on 90 dropbacks from Gardner Minshew. That's a 70% route participation rate. He had 11 targets for a 14% target share. He had nine carries inside the 10-yard line, but he had zero touchdowns, and he has scored 14.3 fantasy points in total over that two-game sample. Now, I know it is frustrating, but Zach Moss needs to remain in your starting lineups. His expected fantasy points based on his usage does not line up with his actual points over the last two weeks. I would expect positive regression for Zach Moss in the coming weeks. Now in comparison to Zach Moss, a player like Buffalo's James Cook right now has limited usage or utilization, but he is producing elite fantasy production. On Sunday, James Cook had 10 carries for 58 yards. He had Five receptions on five targets, he caught all of them, 83 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. Now, James Cook's 
average targets per route run is 31% since Joe Brady took over as the offensive coordinator. Cook has 12 total targets in the last two games. He only had one game with at least six targets prior to week 12, and that was the Bills' first game of the season. Now, Cook's role inside the five-yard line, it remains non-existent, and he remains below a 50% snap rate, but the uptick in targets is what is propelling him into fantasy success. He is performing at running back one levels with Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator. The last three games, James Cook has finished as running back 10, 12, and then running back four on Sunday in weekly scoring. On Sunday, the Atlanta Falcons finally used all three of their elite skill position players and put them in a position for fantasy success. First running back, Bijan Robinson, he played over 77% of Atlanta's offensive snaps on Sunday. He has now finished as a running back one or inside the top 12 in weekly PPR scoring in three of his last four games. Wide receiver Drake London, he caught 10 of 11 targets for 172 yards receiving. This is only the second time this season that Drake London has had a double-digit target volume, leading to over at least 125 receiving yards. He did that in both games. Now, in those two games where London got at least 10 targets, he didn't score a touchdown in either, but he finished as wide receiver 6 and wide receiver 2 on the week in those instances. And every other week on the season, London has finished outside the top 20 in weekly scoring. And lastly, tight end Kyle Pitts, he saw his snap rate climb to a season-high 85% on Sunday. He had a season-high 41 routes run. His target per route run rate, it decreased sharply to less than 15%. He had six targets on 41 routes. However, his second touchdown on the season was enough to place Pitts as tight end seven on the week, only the third time this season that Kyle Pitts has finished inside the weekly top 10 at his position. Demarcus Robinson tied Cooper Cup with a team leading 10 targets on Sunday for the LA Rams. He also had a season-high 86% snap rate, and that was because Tutu Atwell left that game early due to, due to a concussion. Now, Robinson only caught three of those 10 targets, but he scored a touchdown, which resulted in 13.6 fantasy points. Now, for Cooper Cup, he had at least 10 targets and 100 receiving yards for only the second time this season. His first was his week five debut, and then he did it again on Sunday. Cup scored 25.5 PPR points, by far his highest total since week six. Now, week six and on Sunday are the only two weeks where Cooper Cup has finished as a weekly top 10 wide receiver. Pukunakua has still not finished a game this season with a target share below 20%. He had another nine targets on Sunday, and in 13 games played this year, Nakua has finished inside the weekly top 20 in all but four of them. Now, those three players combined for a nearly 75% target share on Sunday for Los Angeles. That's Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and Demarcus Robinson, almost a 75% target share. Cup finished as wide receiver four on the week. Nakua was wide receiver 19, and Robinson was wide receiver 22. And rookie Davis Allen, he played 71% of snaps due to the injuries to Tyler Higby, which is before the game, and then Hunter Long early in the game. But Davis Allen finished as tight end six on the week with five targets and a touchdown. And of course, running back Kyron Williams, he had another 29 total opportunities. He finished as running back 18 without a touchdown. And the catalyst for all of it, Matthew Stafford, has finished between quarterback five and quarterback eight in weekly scoring for three straight weeks now. He has 10 total passing touchdowns over the last three weeks. His totals four, three, and three. 
Now, do not sleep on the Rams as an elite resource for fantasy production right now. Similar to how the Texans were crushing it across all position groups last month, the Rams are healthy and are one of the best fantasy offenses for the last month of the season. Now, the best stack in fantasy football over the last month is Justin Fields and DJ Moore of the Chicago Bears. Now, Justin Fields has 18, 12, and 12 rushing attempts in his last three games since returning from injury. And in the five full games that Justin Fields has played since week four, Fields has finished as a top three quarterback in weekly scoring in three of five and a top 10 in weekly scoring in four of five. And DJ Moore continues to be one of the best fantasy wide receivers with Justin Fields at quarterback. You see, DJ Moore is averaging 21.3 PPR points per game with Fields this year and 9.8 without him. On Sunday, DJ Moore had six receptions, 68 yards, one touchdown. He also had three carries, 20 rushing yards, and another rushing touchdown. He had 26.8 fantasy points. He finished as wide receiver three on the week. And from week three on this year, DJ Moore has had has had over 30% target share with Justin Fields at quarterback in every single game. Over the last three weeks, Moore is averaging over 10 targets a game, almost 24 fantasy points. He's been above 22 fantasy points in each of those three games, and he finished as a weekly top 10 wide receiver in weekly scoring the last three weeks. Now for the running back position, Deontay Foreman, he was back for Chicago on Sunday. He led the backfield with a 56% snap share. Roshan Johnson was at 27%. Khalil Herbert was only at 17%. I would stay away from this backfield right now, which is a full-on three-headed committee. Coming into Sunday, there were reports that Chargers running back Austin Eckler was going to see his workload decrease, but that did not happen on Sunday. Eckler played 72% of the Chargers snaps, which is around his season average. He saw a 17% target share, which is slightly higher than his 15% rate on the season. His share of total opportunities, which is rushes plus targets, was 65% on Sunday, a little bit lo- a little bit below his season average of 74%. However, there was nothing in his usage on Sunday to in- indicate a downgrade in his workload. In fact, with the injury to Justin Herbert, Eckler could see a bump in his usage and in particular his targets, which would be a plus for fantasy production. By the way, last week we talked about Eckler's yards per carry numbers trending downwards. Uh, He had an anemic 1.3 yards per carry in week 13, but last week he bounced back. He averaged 5.1 yards per carry and 9.8 yards per target, which is some of the best that he has had this season. Eckler finished inside the top 10 in weekly scoring in week 14 after being outside the top 30 the previous three weeks. Cincinnati's Chase Brown on Sunday had eight carries for 25 yards. He had three receptions for 80 yards, and he had a receiving touchdown. Chase Brown played 30% of Cincinnati's snaps against the Colts, and he has now seen a 32% and 28% running back rush share over the last two games. And he was used more as a receiver on Sunday, too, with a 12% target share. Now, no Cincinnati Bengal had more than four targets on Sunday, and that includes Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, who were both at four targets each. In fact, the wide receiver unit only had a 42% target share as a group. That is the lowest of the season by far. On the season, the wide receiver unit for Cincinnati has a 70% target share, and again, it was at 42% on Sunday. 
By comparison, the running back unit was well over their season average, which was at 12% target share to the running back group coming into Sunday, but on Sunday had a collective 33% target share. Now, furthermore, Jamar Chase has been outside the top 30 in weekly scoring in three of his last four games, and except for week 13's 12 targets, Jamar Chase has been between four and seven targets since week 10. The Houston Texans were one of the better offenses for fantasy football through no, through November, but has quickly been gutted by injury. C.J. Stroud left week 14 with a concussion. He is uncertain for week 15. Nico Collins got hurt in that game. He has a calf strain. He is going to be questionable for week 15. The wide receiver group, uh, without Nico Collins and, of course, without Tank Dell, the number of routes run by that group on Sunday was led by Robert Woods with 27 routes, Noah Brown with 26, and then rookie Xavier Hutchinson at 23, but the running back unit as well has been pretty confounding to figure out week to week. After watching his workload drop in week 13, Devin Singletary saw a better one in week 14. He had 68% of Houston's running back rushes. Last week he was at 33%, and we saw his snap share raise a little bit by about 11 percentage points. Now, given the injury situation across the board for the Houston Texans, Devin Singletary is the only player right now that I would even consider as a running back two or flex option for week 15. After seeing a 29% target share in week 13, Elijah Moore had a 14% target share on Sunday. Of course, Amari Cooper was back in the lineup. Amari Cooper had a 33% target share in that game. In addition, David Ninjoku has been below 20% target share in back-to-back games, even though he was above 20% target share in the previous six games from from weeks 7 through 12. However, Ninjoku finished with six catches on eight targets for 91 yards and two touchdowns. Ninjoku finished with 27.1 fantasy points. That's the best outing on the season, and it is the first game of the year where he was over 20 fantasy points. Ninjoku has finished as a top 10 tight end in weekly scoring in four of his last five games. As for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they had three different players receive at least 11 targets on Sunday as the Jags were in a negative game script. They had 45 total targets to only 18 rushing attempts in that game. Zay Jones, he led the team with 14 targets, but he only caught five of them. By the way, Zay Jones had 7.9 fantasy points, which is by far the lowest number of fantasy points in a game with at least 14 targets for a wide receiver. The previous low this season was 11.7, but the average for wide receivers with at least 14 targets in a game this year was nearly 28 fantasy points. Calvin Ridley, he had 12 targets, but he only caught four of them. Ridley has 21 targets in the last two weeks, but has a sub-40% catch rate with no touchdowns. He's below 10 fantasy points in both of the last two weeks, even with the high target volume. But the breakout player, and quite frankly it's long overdue, is tight end Evan Ingram. He had a season-high 12 targets, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. He had 32.5 fantasy points. Now, for much of the season, Ingram has reliably gotten targets, but he's had no touchdowns through Week 12. He was consistently in the tight end 5 to tight end 10 range in weekly scoring based on his consistent target volume. But the last two weeks... He's not only seen a slight uptick in targets, 21 in total over the last two weeks, but he has three touchdowns in his last two games. He has over 55 fantasy points in that two-week sample, which is by far the tight end one in fantasy scoring. 
For the last six games, Patrick Mahomes has failed to break 300 passing yards and has failed to break three passing touchdowns in a game over his last six. This is the longest streak of his career with fewer than 300 passing yards in a game, the longest streak in his career without three-plus passing touchdowns in a game. In just two games this year, Patrick Mahomes has had three-plus total touchdowns. Last year, he had 10. Patrick Mahomes has eight passing touchdowns in his last six games. Unfortunately, and it's not on Mahomes, but more his supporting cast, but Mahomes might be the biggest bust in fantasy this year. He was drafted as the quarterback one, a round ahead of both Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. But Mahomes is currently quarterback eight in total points, but even worse, has not finished as a weekly top 10 quarterback in five of his last six games, and even the one game where he did, he finished as quarterback eight. Mahomes is only averaging 15.1 fantasy points since week eight. He averaged almost 10 more points per game last season. Now, conversely, Bills quarterback Josh Allen scored a passing and rushing touchdown in week 14. It was the ninth game this year where he's had both a passing and rushing touchdown that ties an NFL record. Now, his rushing prowess gives Josh Allen an insulated floor for fantasy scoring every week. So much so that Allen has been in the top 10 of weekly scoring in all but three games this year and inside the top 15 in all but one. And I'll credit Michael Florio on Twitter for this next hat, but since entering the league, Josh Allen has 34 games with a passing and rushing touchdown. No one else has more than 18 in that span. Josh Allen has finished as quarterback one in season points in 2020, 2021. He was quarterback two last season and is on pace to be quarterback one again this year. Lions receiver Amon Ross St. Brown caught just three of nine targets on Sunday for 21 yards. He's caught only five passes over his last two two games, but he does have a target share in those games of 24% and 27%. And while these figures are still solid, it is a drop from a near 30% target share that he had on the season prior to two weeks ago. Now, prior to the last two weeks, Amon Ra was averaging 11 targets per game with a catch rate of 75%. In the last two weeks, Amon Ra is down to 7.5 targets per game with a catch rate of 33%. And then lastly, let's talk about the Chiefs running back situation with Isaiah Pachanko missing Sunday's game. Now, Jarek McKinnon, he played 28 snaps on Sunday compared to 30 for Clyde Edwards-Elair. Now, McKinnon ran just two more routes than CEH, and McKinnon only had seven total opportunities in that game, but he finished as running back 21 on the week due to catching all three targets and scoring a rushing touchdown. Now, I think McKinnon should be a fringe top 20 ranked running back while Pachenko remains out. By comparison, CEH, he had 15 total opportunities, which was eight more than McKinnon, but he finished with four fewer fantasy points. So that'll wrap up episode 49 of the Fantasy Alchemist podcast. We'll be back with another episode on Thursday, looking at players you should not be afraid to start as we enter the playoffs. So for Dustin Chandry signing off here at the Fantasy Alchemist podcast. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Alchemist podcast. You can follow the pod on Twitter at FFAlchemistPod or email us at FantasyAlchemistPodcast at gmail.com.